securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here are Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. My name is Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Hello, Jeff. Hello. Happy Saturday. Happy weekend as well. And we've got a lot to get to today. This is a a special show. Yes, it is. We have a special guest. Very special guest. We'll introduce right off the bat Jan Brahaney is an independent insurance broker specializing in Medicare. Jan, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. And I don't know if you've ever heard the program, but it is me and Jeff talking taxes. And, oh, Jan just fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) She's running down the hallway. Get me out of here. But it really is, as I always say every week, do you pay taxes? And the answer is yes. Yes. Yes, Everyone yes, yes. pays <laughs> taxes. Everyone pays taxes. Some people say, well, I hate taxes. but Well, I'm sorry, but you still pay them. Yes. Uh, so is there a way to lessen your tax burden? Most definitely. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Yeah. And especially the show that we did last week was, um, do you need to focus on this stuff more when you start entering retirement age? And the answer is yes. It gets even more tricky. Right, because right yeah. now, Jeff, I'm kind of on autopilot, right? Yeah. I said Do your it. thing, yeah. We meet uh, once or twice a year, yep. kind of up this, lower that, reset yeah. it, and then just keep going. And it keeps going. But once I start hitting 55, 60, especially 65, yes, then we come in and we start doing Roth conversions. We start uh, making adjustments. You have Medicare that kicks in, and Jan will explain some of that to you. You have your required minimum distribution that shows up somewhere at 73-ish. Anybody previously, um, they started at 70 and a half. So there's all kinds of fun stuff that kick in as you go forward. And that required minimum distribution is is a tax time bomb waiting to happen. So you want to really focus on this stuff once you start getting a little older. And what you actually get, you know, we all pay taxes, but we all get Medicare, right, Jan? With after your age 65 or disabled, you are eligible for Medicare as long as you have worked or your spouse has worked 40 quarters, meaning 10 years. For, that's it. That's, that's it. it. 40 quarters. You're home free. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. You know, it's been off and on. Yeah, but <laughs> it's 10 years. Yeah. You know what? And, and uh, thanks to Mr. Dorsey, I think I've been here for about 13. See? So that's good. You could quit. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But I still have to wait until I'm 65, and I'm still quite a few years away from that. But it's always interesting to find out about Medicare because it is just so 
confusing. What do they go? Alphabet soup. It's alphabet soup. That's Part what a we say. And B yes. and D and C and you know, does it go all the way to Z, Jan? No, I don't think there's any Z. <laughs> but there are G's and L's and K's. You yes. Just... Wow. See, you put yeah. all your vowels together. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. You need an E in there. I yes. Think. The government came in there and standardized all these things. Can't you tell? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So and just like when we talked to Jeff about taxes, this stuff is confusing and. Uh, I always bring up there's that commercial that was running this past year of the dad sleeping on the couch with the baby on his chest and it was a beautiful afternoon and they said would you rather be doing this or rather be doing your taxes right now and you know when it comes to time versus money versus effort versus uh, frustration yes. and confusion I would rather just give my stuff to Jeff and let him do it for me. Lay on the couch, kick back, take a nap. And frankly, the stuff that Jeff has come up with for us, uh, doing the uh, flex spending account for my son's education, uh, we might be talking to him about my wife's setting up a 529 for my wife to pay back some of her college loans. Yes. The things that Jeff has come up with for us, we actually saved more money than what we paid him. So, you know, and, and we saved money from the federal government, so yes. it's not like it's coming out of Jeff's pocket. That's right. <laughs> so the question is, what's it worth to you? If if you want to do your taxes on a beautiful, you know, March, late March afternoon when the when the trees actually start blooming again, uh, or take a nap with your kids or That's right. you know, do all this stuff. If you want to be doing taxes, find by me. Hey, more power to you. <laughs> I will be. <laughs> Good luck, and I guarantee it's probably not going to be just that weekend. Well, you know? no, it won't. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to – you realize you don't have certain papers. And, exactly. And then you yeah. stop and start and go back and forth. And then it's even worse when you throw them in the air out of frustration. Yeah, that's, that's go, the worst thing to do. You're going to go pick them back up again. Um, and I think the same would go for Medicare. Uh, yes. Jan, do people – I know that you're a, an independent insurance broker. You specialize in Medicare. People come to you, and we'll talk about how you're compensated. But people don't necessarily have to pay out of pocket to talk to you and, and get consultation from you. No, not at all. We are reimbursed by the insurance companies, and that's how I get paid. And frankly, Jeff, you know, I love you, but <laughs> she helps us out, and she's actually free. Exactly. <laughs> so, I've never understood how you even have office hours. You should be, especially now with the baby boomer generation hitting 65 and, and going over, you should be busier than anyone in town. Between October 15th and December 7th, that is true. And, and every year it gets a little worse because my book of business grows. It's bigger. So yeah. It gets, exactly. you know. It and, is what it is. And this is open enrollment. It, open enrollment. Actually, it's the annual election period, which is October 15th through December 7th. There is an open enrollment period between January 1st and March 31st, but right now we are in the annual election period, meaning you can make changes to your drug plan, you can make changes to your Medicare Advantage plan, or join a Medicare Advantage or drug plan. And that's one of the things where I think that the – when I think about signing up for Medicare, I think of 65 the first mm -hmm. time. But if I'm 66, 67, 70, 75, do I go back and revisit it every year? You don't revisit Medicare. You do revisit your plan, meaning your independent drug plan or your Medicare Advantage 
open the annual election period doesn't really affect supplements. It does affect the drug plans and the Medicare Advantage plans because those are federal contracts. Every year they change and they give you an enrollment time frame to make changes to your plan. So you should, particularly if you're on expensive medication, go back and revisit these plans. And we'll go in today in the next segment, I think, and talk about parts A and B. Those are yes. more standard ones. And then where it gets even more complicated, C and D. And then we get into the alphabet soup. You said there's an L in there. H-I-J-K, element of K in there. <laughs> we'll figure all that out as well. But, Jeff, when it comes to tax planning, when it comes to um, looking at your finances, preparing for retirement, how does what you do in tax planning work with Medicare? So, with, so we'll look at the do, yeah the premiums know. that you actually will be stuck pay or stuck paying. I guess really, it's a two year look back because it's not it's not free. Medicare isn't free. No, no, no. It's you just you really, pay a premium exactly really subsidized for that part B. You pay a premium, and it's based upon your income. But it, there's a two year look back. So a lot of people don't realize that once they get on the plan, maybe a year into it, all of a sudden they get a notice in the mail one day and their premium quadrupled from what it was because their income doubled. So the theory is when we go forward, if you step over that boundary of the the tax bracket or the taxable income that you can make, the first dollar over that bracket, you fall into the next bracket. So literally your premiums could double on you and not, you don't even pay attention to it. And that's, when, when we do tax planning, that's what we want to prepare for. So exactly. So we don't, you know, oh, I made an extra dollar more than what I should have, now my premium's doubled. Exactly. And the concept is, look at it this way, so 65 is Medicare, kicks in, you're on it, everything's great, but you don't take your Social Security until 67. So now you have the added income of Social Security tied on there. And everything's great, you're like, hey, we absorbed it, we didn't really pay that much tax. But then your required minimum distributions kick in, and guess what? Now you're jumping over or through some of those brackets, and you're paying two or three times more for that same premium, Part B, that you had at 65. And we have seen and had conversations that if your Social Security kicks in and and maybe you make too much money, one year, your Social Security starts getting taxed, whereas otherwise it didn't have to be. And it, yes, but no. <laughs> Duh, most people are going to find that 50% of their Social Security is taxable income. So if you get a $12,000 benefit paid to you, $6,000 is taxable income that you pay tax on. So it's the accumulation of that uh, required minimum distribution showing up. And what it'll do is push your taxable income through a tax bracket. And then magically, your premiums for Medicare will double or triple. And I think the highest is five eighty a month. That's is what about you right. Pay. But that's that's big bucks. But sure. still, um, if you do a Roth conversion, it's going to boost your income and could throw you right over that threshold. So another another thing to consider is if your if your Part B premium goes up because it is a two-year look back. So let's say something happened. So in 2024, they're looking at 2022. Let's say you were still working or you sold some property. Something made your income different that year. But in 2024, you don't have that situation. Mm -hmm. You can appeal your Part B increase. And if you can show them that your your situation has changed, they'll drop you back down to the minimum or 
whatever bracket you lower bracket that you might fall in. Exactly, sure. but you do have to appeal it, right. find it, and I think the only exemption. Um, and again, the the funny part was back in the day when Anheuser Busch was out there. When Imbev took them over, they forced the sale of the stock of Anheuser Busch shares. So we had all these little old ladies who had their husbands worked at the brewery for their entire career. They had millions of dollars in AB stock. They lived off the dividend, and poof, that was a sale. Well, what takes place is now they have a five hundred thousand or a million dollar capital gain because they've got tens of oh thousands of shares. Their income gets jacked over the threshold, and poof, they're paying top dollar for Medicare premiums. The only exemption is the sale of a business, where if, if it pushes across and hits your, your tax personal tax return, you could appeal instantly by the sale of the business. That's it. Hmm. Because that's a windfall, one-time deal, hypothetically one-time, <laughs> unless you got multiple businesses. But I didn't um, know that about AB. Yeah. Did you so, see any of that come in? Oh, yeah. I got yelled at by a whole bunch of people because <laughs> <laughs> it was my fault that the stock was sold and their premiums literally went to, back then, to, you know, I think the highest they was made 480. sell their stock. Yeah, they forced it out when MBEV took over wow. AB. Um, so, it was a forced sale. So. <laughs> well, uh, and Jan, we're going to go to commercial break and then get into the meat of A and B. Um, second segment, we'll do C and D. But... How many people do you, is there, are there statistics in your industry? How many people come to a, a independent insurance broker to get advice on on how to get Medicare and, and which plans to set up? I'm not really sure. I would guess sixty to seventy percent seek some kind of advice. And the people that don't, you can the people I saw this morning, they had picked up Part A and B when they first turned. 65, they were early 70s, and now they decide, hey, maybe we need a drug plan. Maybe we need this. Well, there are penalties. If you turn 65 and don't have, don't pick up Part B and Part D when you're first eligible, there are penalties. They waive those penalties if you are still working and covered under group insurance. But if you're not, then you are going to be penalized. These people will be penalized $25 a month per month for the rest of their life. Oh my gosh. Until. Yes. <laughs> until, oh my gosh. You know, to so the end I of mean, Medicare for them. This is stuff that we need to know. And, right, and these people, English was their second language, so you really felt they didn't grasp yeah. what was happening Situation. at 65. <clears throat> and, you know, I told them I didn't think there's any way to get out of it unless you're low income subsidy. If you, you know, are on Medicaid or close to that, then they will waive the penalties. But besides that, they're pretty enforceful. About yes, and very. We've, we've talked to Jeff several times about trying to call the IRS when we have issues. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> is there someone available? I mean, what's the department to even call? Okay, if you have problems, you can call Medicare, and they answer pretty quickly. If, you're, if your problem is, is signing up, you have to call Social Security. Yeah. Um, and they don't answer quite as quickly. No, they they uh, make the IRS look very efficient. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> easiest way. Any government you, agency is yeah, gonna. Uh, I think you call them and don't they? They won't. They won't take you. You leave them a message and then they will call you back like five to seven days later or oh, something great. goofy like that. Possibly. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you can't even get in the queue to leave a true, message true. with Social Security. However, <laughs> the local offices they don't publish the number, but. I have some of their numbers. If you have a local office phone number, you can call that local office, and they usually answer within 
five to ten minutes, and they can help you with pretty much anything that the regular Social Security can help you with. For some reason, Medicare must have be better funded because if you call Medicare, they usually answer and you can usually get through to them. Hmm. Yeah. It's Social Security that you have difficulties with. Yeah, we found that out Social Security when we're doing uh, tax withholding for Social Security payments. We realize we go to the local Social Security exactly. office. We have a list of fax numbers. You fill the form out, the client signs it, and you fax it to the, their local office and poof, it's done within a week. Hmm. Um, versus the old school where you'd mail it in the, the black hole, a right. P.O. box, something in Washington, D.C., and nothing ever happens. All so. right. Those are tidbits. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go to break, and when we come back, we'll get into it. Medicare okay. Part A and B. These are the kind of the standard ones, and then we'll get into the uh, a bit trickier when it starts to get C and D, but we'll cover it all. Jan Brahaney is our guest today. She's an independent insurance broker specializing in Medicare, and as always, Jeff Zufall is our tax guy. He's our uh, senior tax specialist and wealth advisor with Capital Advisory Group. And Jeff, how do we get a hold of you? Call 636-394-5524. CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com. We'll be back talking A and B. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Supal. Back on the show, back to Keep What's Yours. And our special guest today, Jan Brahaney, with... Uh, she's an independent insurance broker specializing in Medicare. And Jeff Zufall, she's going to try to explain to us the alphabet soup. Yes. So the easy part, <laughs> A and B. And, you know, I say that, you know, half smiling. But this is the, this is the standard part, right? There's not, there's not a lot of deviation from A and B. Correct. A and B are you, you get from the federal government. You get from Medicare. For most people, A has no premium. B has a premium of 164.90. It is going up to 174 next year. So what is A? A in general covers inpatient care. It has a $1,600 deductible and some other costs. But that's what, if you had strictly Part A, that's what A is, inpatient. Part B covers most things on the outpatient side. So let me stop you there and just go back again. A, inpatient, this is uh, emergencies. This is me going to the hospital. This is spending the night. Spending the night. Inpatient. Yeah. Like if I had a heart attack. Right. Yeah. Or, Admission. Right. Okay. Um, so what would B then be? All your doctor visits, MRIs, CAT scans, um, therapies that you have on uh, the outpatient side, like chemotherapy, anything done on the outpatient side is covered under Part B. Okay. So Medicare Part A is free. There's a, a $1,600 deductible. There's no free lunch, but yes. Right. <laughs> as long as you've worked enough quarters in your lifetime, 40 quarters or 10 years, you or your spouse, you get Part A for zero premium. And then when uh, I want to go to the de- the dermatologist or you know whatever uh, MRIs, all that stuff, that's covered under Part B, and that's about one seventy four a month. Correct, and it's an eighty twenty, meaning after you paid your one seventy four premium, you go have an MRI. The Medicare will pay eighty percent. You will pick up the twenty percent. Twenty percent. So there is copays. And there stuff. are copays. Okay. Correct. So Medicare is not free insurance, but it is very, very cheap compared to... Cheaper to a yeah. street plan where you have to go buy it individually through the, the exchange like uh, ACA. 
um, or you had to go buy it individually through Cobra. Um, it's so it's like when a lot I'm, cheaper. When I'm working, though, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I've got a job and my I got health insurance through my work. How much is that? Well, and that would be the let's say that you're 65 and you're still working full time. You have no desire to, to retire, quit. I guess what would be the, the setup there? If you're still working, most people that are still working and they have group insurance and they're happy with it, they continue on their group insurance. Now, because they don't want to pay the 164.90 for Part B, there's no reason to. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them will pick up Part A because it has no premium and it would protect them if they have a large deductible if they were admitted. So if you're still working and you're happy with your group insurance, you don't have to do anything and you may want to pick up Part A. People talk about penalties, and it scares people. But as long as you can prove that, and you'll have to prove it, you'll have to have a form signed by your employer stating that you've had group insurance since you turned 65, they will waive all penalties. So when I turn 65, say I'm still working, and I kind of thought about it, Jeff. I want to keep my (laughs) – I've got to pay for it anyway, so I'm just going to keep it. Uh, I'm going to keep my group insurance. Do I have to do anything you don't. with Medicare? Do no. I have to sign a, a check a box that says I'm still working? No. Nope. You don't have to do anything. No. Not until so you I, show up to, right. to, to file right. for Medicare. When you decide so you it, want it, then you have to. It doesn't make me do anything. No. It just becomes an option at that point. Correct. Okay. And then when I do want to sign up for it, maybe now I'm 68 and I've retired officially and I need to get on Medicare. Um that's when I do all of my... And there's two applications, the application for Part A and B, and then the employer verification form showing that you've had group coverage. And you take those to your local Social Security office or fax them. Yeah. <laughs> and um, in a couple weeks, you get a Medicare card in the mail. Now, we always, uh, we mentioned it last segment, but uh, the annual um, kind of time is right now. Right. is October through December 7th. October 15th through December 7th is the annual election period. What if I retire in May? Well, then you're in a special... <laughs> you're, you're good. There are special enrollment periods for people who retire in May or if your birthday is not between October 15th and December 7th. There's a lot of special uh, enrollment periods. One of them is losing group insurance. And when, once you do that, you have a about a six-month, seven-month window to enroll in a plan. And when I'm, uh, you know, I'm very far away from retirement now, and every time I talk to Jeff, he says, well, I think it's going to be 76 now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Add a couple years. Finally <laughs> retire. Um, but when I'm looking to retire, do I have to, to think as soon as I quit, I lose insurance, and I need to have something as a backup? I need to be ready to go? Well, usually if you lose your, if you, re, if you retire, most often you lose your insurance. Um, and a, one thing to keep in mind, if they offer you COBRA and you're over the age of 65, COBRA is not considered credible coverage when it comes yes. to Medicare. Mm-hmm. So I've had people stay on COBRA and then they find they're going to be penalized because they didn't pick up Part B and Part D when they lost their group insurance. If it says COBRA... It, for some reason, it is not considered credible coverage. At what, at what point in time, age-wise, would you suggest people worry about Medicare working, not working? I mean, if you're 64 and a half, 
Should you, oh. and you're intending to retire in the next year or so, should you contact Medicare? Right. I would say up to a year to six months ahead of time, is you can start thinking about it. Decide exactly what month you want to retire. Because some people are kind of vague, you know, oh, yeah. maybe in January. And then I'm like, well, you need to kind of nail that down because if you pick up Part B, they're going to send you a bill for $175. And you don't want that bill yeah. until you need that bill. <laughs> yeah. I was going to yeah. say, does anybody ever have both? Occasionally, occasionally, yeah. but in it, you know, occasionally. Yeah, but isn't uh, doesn't Medicare say that the supplement or the uh, the group plan is the primary and they're the secondary, if, so they don't have to pay? If your group is over twenty people, the group plan is primary, Medicare is secondary. If your plan is less than twenty people, Medicare is primary. So a lot of those little groups ha- have it written in their policy that at sixty five, you're supposed to go elsewhere for yeah. care. Because yeah. you know, it's a small group, and yeah, I see. Uh, and then, is there a um, income uh, issue here? Like, if I make too much money, if I'm too rich, Jeff? No, <laughs> they don't. They don't I kick wish. you off. <laughs> I wish uh, you just pay more in the premiums. You pay okay. the max. I believe the max is five. I think this for twenty three is like five hundred eighty dollars a month per person. So that for all pay? intents and purposes, we'll talk 174 because that's what it's going. I to would do. say yeah, I think the, I, the norm. They said eight percent of mm-hmm. people hit those higher brackets. Yeah, ninety-two percent of people that join Medicare are paying 174.90 next year. Yes, 174.90. But Actually, if you 70. But if you make too much money, then they just charge you more. Yeah, right. it's just okay. premiums. But they goals. don't say you're not allowed. You have to. No, you have they, to go shop for insurance on no. the open market. <laughs> Okay, so uh, and then what are those thresholds? Um, one hundred and three for an in, one hundred three thousand for an individual, and it is adjusted gross income. And it actually says modified. It's modified, so, so that means they tweak it somehow. And I'm not really hundred. So they take tax exempt interest that you don't pay tax on, and your untaxed Social Security, and they add it back into your income to jack it up even higher. Okay, and so and Jan, I'll, I'll tell you this: <laughs> this is the part of the show. Where Jeff really makes his money is because I just went cross-eyed. Yeah, yeah. And, I kind of did too. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I know what it says right. and modified, yeah. and I knew they did so, something. So and that's I, where you realize you need yeah. someone to help you right. with this yes. stuff. Yes. So basically, a hundred and three thousand an individual, two hundred and six thousand a couple. If you make over those income limits, you will pay more for your Part B and your Part D. Mm-hmm. So if you get a drug plan that's $30 to the average person, it might be 45 for you. $200,000 for a couple in retirement, that's that's still really, that's, that's good a money. That's right. good money, that's seriously. Yeah. But look at it this way. If let's say that you have um, you have your regular, you know, retirement savings coming in the door. You might have a pension that's fading away a little bit as we go, you know, down the road and age groups. Um, and then all of a sudden, Social Security kicks in. Um, your required minimum distribution. I mean, there's RMDs that are seventy-five thousand dollars a year just in the RMDs alone. Yeah. So you add that to Social Security, and all of a sudden, that two hundred six or two hundred three number is is very viable. Um, to step over, but more so, let's say that you are married, file a married couple, filing jointly, everything's great. A spouse passes away. Guess what? The you lose the Social Security benefit of the the, the deceased spouse, or you take the higher of the two in a sense and go with it. But you still have the assets, so that one hundred three mark becomes very attainable quickly. Yeah. 
So so that's that's where you need Jeff Zufall to step in and start talking about tax bracket planning, exactly. especially in retirement. Yeah. Because tax bracket planning for me at 42, that's just... Is an issue, but it's not a huge issue. Yeah, I um, want to make sure that I'm, I'm not paying... More uh, than what your fair share is. More yeah. than my fair share, but tax bracket planning in retirement, now it's affecting my Social Security. Yes. Now it's affecting what I pay for Medicare. Exactly, because we see it all the time. Somebody is literally $100 over the threshold in income, um, and they pay the next the next higher premium. And that is completely avoidable. It's nuts. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. completely. Just it's, to make sure that you keep, uh, you know, whether it's you sell a, a, a stock to, to keep the dividends from paying the rest of the year, you know, some combination. Um as you go forward, or don't do the, we see a lot of people, they want to do the Roth conversions going into retirement, comes back to haunt them. And we talk about coming to see you this time of year, especially in December. We know what we've made. Yes. We can probably predict what we're going to make for the next two months or one month. And we can make adjustments and maybe dump a bunch more money into our 401k. We can make a lot of assumptions based on what's happened so far this year, 10 months. Exactly. When do we want to come see you when we're looking at our Medicare and making sure we don't go over? Well, what will take place is that's right at about 64, 64 and a half. If you're going to go on at 65, um, then we start doing that planning process a year in advance just to make sure we don't step over that threshold. Because, again, it's a two-year look back. But I can't change what took place in 2021, 2022 as we go forward. It is what it is. Yeah. So – and then, Jan, when people come to you, what questions do they have about A and B? Um, they usually understand A and B. Most people understand Again, they get A and B it's from the pretty standard. <laughs> right, it's this standard. It's the easy one. Yes. Right, A and B mm-hmm. is the easy one. They want to know, okay, A and B picks up about 80%, so what happens to the other 20%? That's usually their questions. In the beginning, also, they're having trouble in signing up for Medicare. That's usually also another issue I help people sign up for Medicare. Of course, I don't have a contact there, but I have phone numbers, and I know how to do it online, and I can help them sign up. Because you can sign up for Medicare under Social Security. SSA.gov is where you go, and you have to walk through some steps and prove you are who you say you are, and they'll send some codes, and, and after that, it's relatively easy. Yeah. And how long have you been working with this? I've had my insurance license since 1998, and I've been doing nothing but Medicare since 2014. When Affordable Care Act came in, some people just weren't that happy with it. I can say most people who understand what they've enrolled in in Medicare are very happy with it. So they they know what they're getting. The problem is when you don't know what you're getting. And that's probably most of us because it is, it's very confusing. How long has Medicare been around? 1950s? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's been yeah. around okay. a long time. Yeah. Has it always been 65? Yes, I believe so. 62 was a retirement. I don't think yeah. Medicare was ever 62. No, I don't uh, ever remember it being yeah, I think anything it's lower than 65. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of been that steadfast. So. Okay, so A, part A, is for inpatient in hospital, overnight stays, right. that's the big stuff. In general. That's in general. A, a, in general. $1,600 deductible, um, but for the most part, that is, you know, I've been I've been working all my life and putting it into Medicare. That is the gift the government gives back to me. Mm-hmm. Part B 
is for my my uh, doctor visits, my MRIs, my um, outpatient stuff. And that's just something that I'll pay $174.70 every month. Forever. And forever. <laughs> yeah, forever. But it is highly subsidized. If I looked on my paycheck, Jeff, what am I paying for like insurance? Two something, 260 I think, or 240 Anyway. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, it, it's it seems like a really good deal, Jan. What gets a little trickier is when we go to C&D and then the other letters of yes. the alphabet. <laughs> so let's take a break, take a deep breath. And then come back and try to explain C&D to everyone. This is Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. He is the Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. 636-394-5524 is the phone number. CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com. And Jeff works with Jan. Jan Brahaney is an independent insurance broker specializing in Medicare. She's been doing nothing but Medicare since 2014. Uh, She's had her insurance license since the late 90s. She's well steeped in this, and she's trying to help us walk through it. But if I wanted to just come in and see you, Jan, and say, sign me up, take care of me. I don't know how to do this. You know, just I do it. Just ask Jeff. <laughs> just ask Jeff what uh, what I look like when I went to his office. I'm in, you know, the door opens and it's raining and I'm wet and I've got my tax papers there. Help me, someone help me. Dragging a box behind you. For- <laughs> yeah. My receipts are in the car. I'll be right back. Um, We can just show up to your office and say, help me. We have two offices. I work under an an umbrella of Midwest Medicare. We have an office in St. Peter's and one in South County Mall. Most agents work by appointment. So I always say, call me, and Mm -hmm. I'd be happy to set up an appointment with you. And what's your phone number? 314-662-0026. And then that is something that when we work with you, we pick a plan and everything, the insurance companies pay you, right? I don't, Correct. I don't owe you a you dime. You don't owe me a dime. So, again, I still don't understand why anybody tries to sign up for Medicare on their own when they can have a professional do it with them and it doesn't cost them a dime. You should be the Correct. busiest woman yes. in St. Louis <laughs> <laughs> on a day-in, day-out basis. Let's go to break and try to understand C&D, Medicare Parts C&D. This is the tricky one, but we've got a professional here, so it might make it a little bit easier. It's Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert. We'll be right back. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back on the show, back to Keep What's Yours. We're trying to understand Medicare. And so far, our guest today, Jan Brahaney, independent insurance broker specializing in Medicare, has explained A and B pretty pretty well. Yeah. Pretty well. It makes sense. I mean, I get it. Yeah. A is in-hospital stays, right. overnight stays, the, yep. the big stuff, heart attacks, all that stuff. B is doctor's appointments, my dermatologist. Checkups. You know. Yeah, all that yes. fun stuff. What in the world are C and D? So well, where do we where, where do we start? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I would say A and B covers eighty percent. So people take it a step further because if you had some horrific car accident or a, a chronic illness, twenty percent could be quite expensive. Mm-hmm. So people take it a step further, and you have two options. Option one is to apply for a Medicare supplement and get your own Part D drug plan. 
That's option one. Option two is to enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan, and they have Part D drug plans attached. They're different. They each have pros. They each have cons. You just have to decide which one is best suited for you. So hang on, hang on. So you do a supplemental plan and get Part D with drugs. So D stands for drugs. D stands yeah. for drugs. Oh, per, did they Touchdown. do that on purpose? <laughs> well, maybe, because yeah. it makes sense, yeah. so maybe not. <laughs> so, I mean, every time I go to the dermatologist, I need prescription, I need D. Right. Okay. Um, so what is what is the Advantage plan? That's that's C. That's C. So option one is a, your supplement and a drug plan. That's option one. Option two is to enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan. Which is part C. Yes. And the big advantage about those is there's no additional premium. On the supplement, there are additional premiums um, for your supplement as well as your drug plan. You will have premiums for both those. They're nice because on the supplement side, they're nice because there's no HMOs, there's no PPO. You can go to any doctor in the country that accepts med facility, that accepts Medicare. They're a little bit more open access. The con is they have additional premium. Mm -hmm. Besides your Part B premium you're paying, you also have to pay your supplement premium. And they don't have dental, vision, hearing, and they don't have a drug plan. So people take it a step further and get their own drug plan. So if you do go that route, you've got premiums of 350 ish a month for a supplement drug plan and Part B. That's option one. Option two is to do a Medicare Advantage. That's C. That's C. The big advantage about the Medicare advantages is there is no additional premium. You do have to maintain your Part B, so you'll always have that, unless, of course, you're eligible for Medicaid, and mm -hmm. then there's exceptions. But you do have to maintain your Part B, but most plans have no additional premium, and they do have things like dental, vision, hearing, but they are HMOs and PPOs. And what that means is you're in managed care, meaning... So I mean maybe I can't have my doctor. What yeah, was but that they're phrase? large. If you like yeah, your doctor, that's you can a, keep yeah. your doctor. That's, oh, that was ACA. Yeah, well, that's ACA. <laughs> ACA are very limited networks. The Medicare Advantage plans are large networks. All the hospitals in the St. Louis area participate, and I think all the plans, except maybe Well First, but in general, all the plans, all the hospitals participate in a large number of doctors. Maybe not a hundred percent, and you do have to do a little bit of due diligence and make sure that your doctor is in the network. Um, but people, but they're large, large networks, so that, that's usually not the, the restriction. But it is managed care. What does that mean? A third person is looking in, and it is the insurance company. And they have some say-so about, you know, what can be done, what can't be done. You may have to jump through a few hoops. If you need knee replacement, you may have to go to a couple therapy visits or something like that. Um, but most people have been in managed care most of their life. So it's not anything new. It's, this is the opportunity to get off managed care if you want. So if I sign up for Part C, which is the Advantage plan, um, does that come with prescription drugs? It does. Does that come with a D? It comes with prescription drugs. Most of them have dental, and some of the dental is up to $5,000 a year. It comes with That's hearing comes with a gym membership. The way the Medicare Advantage plans work, they for every once you sign up for a plan, whether it's their private insurance companies, United Healthcare, Aetna, Essence, or some of the big ones here in town, once you're on their roster, they get a big chunk of money from the federal from Medicare each month 
each month month you're on their roster and they use that money to provide your health care your vision your drugs and all the extra benefits dental all that kind of stuff so, so isn't it isn't it true that you could once you're on one of those plans that you could go to like Gold's Gym for free? You can go to and there's you no can go membership. To certain ones you can go to Lifetime Fitness. Lifetime, yeah. Some big gyms. Yeah. Not all yeah. of them, but certain ones have certain gyms in their category. So is yeah. Advantage Part C? Yes. Does that cost extra? No. In general, there are a few plans that have very small premiums, but most of the time there's no premium with the Medicare Advantage. So why would somebody decide to do, oh, I'll do a supplemental plan? And the supplemental plan would be going out on the open market and buying insurance? Well, you'd, you'd buy it still through a, a carrier, United Healthcare, Aetna, sure. they all, Humana, they all sell supp- supplements. For why would part. somebody decide to do that route, which costs more than just say, I'll stick with C, which is, which is free, which is included? Because of the open access. You know, there's not anybody really looking in. There's nobody dictating to the doctor what he or she can or cannot do. Um, if Medicare pays their portion, your supplement is obligated to pay its portion, no questions asked. So, How much extra would supplemental insurance plus Part D? You still need drugs in there. Yeah. You still need to get your prescriptions. If you're 65, they're going to run for a G plan. And most people that do the supplements do the G plan. Another $160, $70 a month. A drug plan, anywhere from, you know, very little to $60, depending on what medications you're on. So now we're looking at 400 bucks yeah, a month. Yeah, And if you want dental, because Medicare doesn't pay dental, so your supplement won't pick up dental, then that's another $50 a month. Well, if you, told, you yeah. need dental. I, sure yeah. you do. I never understood why dental was separate from regular insurance anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. Which is crazy. I yeah. Mean, uh, oh, your teeth. Yeah. That's not oh, that doesn't does yeah, account. That's not part of your body. <laughs> um, but again, the other side of that equation is like with the cost you just explained. We've talked about this many a times. Your HSA that you had while you were working, all those years you built up all this money in it, then you retire. Let's say that you go on Medicare at 65, you get all these supplement plans, and you have that cost out of pocket. But you don't take Social Security till 67 or 70. The HSA, you could step in, use the dollars inside your HSA to pay those premiums tax-free. And that's why we say even you'll have medical expenses that will far exceed what you think going into retirement. Can you use the HSA to pay supplemental? Yes, and it's all tax-free. Can you use HSA to pay Part B? Uh, yes, you would have to if you didn't have Social Security fired up or started at the time that you went on Part B. Mm-hmm. So they're going to send you a bill anyway. you got to pay. So you could actually pay it through your HSA mm-hmm. tax-free. So I, there is no such thing as free insurance. Um, no, I don't think those words go together. <laughs> <laughs> but it's highly subsidized, so I'm still on the hook for paying one seventy four seventy for the but rest still, every month for the rest of my life. Forever, never, never. So, but it, it's still cheaper than right. if you had to go buy it in an open exchange. Well, I mean, I didn't. I don't even think I realized how much it actually cost. Yeah. What my what my boss was was kicking in for me. You know, That's I right. see what what comes out on my paycheck. Yeah, but, but the real cost is, you know, there is way more. They're taking the bulk of it. Sure. So, uh, how scary is it to think that I could just be 
you know, floating around having to pay the full price myself, thank it God Medicare is here. Gets expensive quickly. It's very expensive. But I could set up an HSA. I know that I'm going to have to pay one exactly. for a month for the rest of my life once I hit 65. Yes. If I set up an HSA, I could do that uh, tax efficiently. Yes, because you take a tax deduction for the dollars going in, and as long as it was used for health care, Healthcare premiums or some supplements, it's tax free withdrawal going out. Heaven forbid I pass away at 68. Uh, whatever money's left in there, that just gets. Goes to your beneficiaries. And beneficiary. as, if it's if it's spouse, it's, she acts, your wife would just act like it's her own HSA and go forward from there. If it's non spouse, it actually then becomes an issue because you got 10 years. Falls under IRA rules. And the you kids got, have to pay the tax. They've got to pay the tax over yeah. 10 years. Okay. Are all lump sum are. 10 years. They get to take their pick up to, I should say, up to 10 years. So back to Jan, I feel like I'm understanding Medicare. I mean, this sounds insane that we've only been here (laughs) for, what, 45 minutes? Yeah. And I can say, I think I kind of understand it. A is in hospital visits overnight, $1,600 deductible. B is basically your doctor's visits, your, you know, your MRIs. You pay $174 for that. And, you know, 80 20 rule. The insurance companies cover 80% of it. I cover the other 20, right? Well, Medicare covers 80%. Mm-hmm. Medicare covers 80%. Uh, I cover the other 20%. <clears throat> C is if I want to keep going and get drugs and be in kind of. Uh, in the loop. In the loop, <laughs> is still in Medicare, uh, letting them kind of take over uh what are some of the disadvantages of going with c well it is managed care for some people and how many times is that actually well does the doctor walk back in and say well it looks like you got c <laughs> yeah so, no. we're not doing anything yeah give me, give me that hip back <laughs> yeah you know people don't complain about not getting services on a medicare advantage what they do complain a little bit about is the phone calls the managing since the way it works they get a, a big portion of money monthly that you're on their roster they want you to stay healthy they want you to go to the gym they'll reward you for doing you know getting your colonoscopy there's different things and if they see <clears throat> excuse me they see that you're not taking your high blood pressure medication they'll call you up try to get a phone call with the pharmacy to get you back on your high blood pressure medication because they know strokes are very expensive yeah, and sure. they don't want you to have a stroke you're you're cheaper to us healthy yeah exactly you are sick. Yeah. so and, but you don't want to have a stroke either so well, it no. should be a win-win situation but it is managed care they are hmos they are ppos there are some restrictions on where you can and can't go but yeah. like i said the in general in the st louis metropolitan area they're very large yeah. provider and, directories. And most everybody, your most doctor is probably... Yeah. yeah. There are at least one because most yeah. doctors see a lot of people over the age of 65. And today, I would say more people are enrolling in the Medicare Advantage than the supplements. So, yeah. But if I wanted uh, to have supplemental insurance, I didn't want to be on the managed care. Right. I could pay another 165 exactly. or so, yeah. get Plan G by Part D as well, so I get my prescription drugs. Right. Part D is included in Part C. Exactly. Uh, so I, I got tricky. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody want Medicare? Yeah. I'll sign you up now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just give any, me a call. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're running out of time, but are there any other letters out there that we didn't address that we need to hit? 
I don't think so. I don't, yeah. I think we covered basic yeah. Medicare, how it works. What I would say is particularly people on expensive medication, that everything is remained very stable except the price of some medications. And it's going to get worse for some, better for others going forward. So if you're on tier three drugs or higher, particularly if you're on a standalone uh, PDP, if you have a supplement and your own drug plan, those plans have kind of moved, restructured instead of tier three drugs like Eliquis, Xarelto, Jardians. Instead of it being a copay of, let's say, $47, they're 25% from the get-go starting next yeah. year on certain plans. So you have to make sure you're on the right plan next year if you're on a standalone drug plan. Yeah, and it's something yeah. where you can you have the opportunity to make adjustments every year. Every year, but once December seventh ends, there's no adjustments for people on the standalone drug plan. They have that one opportunity. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the annual election period. Between January first and March thirty first is what they call open enrollment. It is for those people that are on a Medicare Advantage that maybe they didn't see something, they missed something. Uh, they get to the pharmacy and their drug is no longer covered. They give those people, only people on Medicare Advantage, one opportunity to make one change the first quarter of the year. And then after that, no changes until open enrollment yeah. the following year. Hmm. All right. And if people have any questions, they can call Jan 314-662-0026. And to remind everybody that if you're over 65 and you want to sign up for Medicare or you need help, uh, can we come to you at 67 and sure, 68 sure. open enroll- and it still doesn't cost right. us anything? It doesn't cost anything. And then I try to keep in contact with my client base to let them know what's going on. And then they hear from me every year during open enrollment. Great. And yeah. Jeff, when can I sign up for this? This sounds great. Uh, next week. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to wait till you're like 77. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because I'm going to be working. Uh, Jeff, anything else we need to add before we get out of here? No, that's really it. I mean, and again, like you said, one of the questions I always get is, um, like, people are saying, hey, is dental included in it? And I think you said that it was included in Part C. Correct. correct? Okay. And they've really upped their dental plans for next year, because that's an area that seems people really need. They're oh, At yeah. 65, those teeth... You know, if you want to keep them yeah, or get yeah. some new ones. Otherwise, yeah. you got to go to the dentist, pay out of pocket, <laughs> right. and that's not cheap. So, yeah. yeah. All yeah, right. That's and perfect. So Medicare is definitely something that is part of your retirement, and we always talk Most to Most definitely part of. <laughs> yeah. We always talk to Jeff about how we need more help in retirement when it comes to our taxes than we do when we're just out cranking it out, yeah. making money. Uh, it gets a bit trickier when we get a bit older. So you can contact Jeff Zufall. As always, at 636-394-5524, capitaladvisorygrp.com. Jeff, as always, thank you so much. Thank you. Capital Advisory Group, and Jan Brahaney, our guest today, independent insurance broker specializing in Medicare. Thank you so much, Jan. Thank Thank you. you. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Supal, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.